Hey, I'm Tim C. Hey, I'm Landon Blank, and you're listening to Hacking Concrete. So what have you been doing this summer? What have you been doing? I feel like we've been, um, I feel like we were on a roll for a while there. Like we were doing video after video after video and we were um, being so productive. We had this shop and this studio with all these awesome lights going and we we're like, have all this stuff happening. And then all of a sudden we got busy. We got busy. And you said it kind of on a roll and this summer's been like the summer of epoxy. Get it rolling epoxy. It's funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> awful <laughs> you know i was all excited though I, I was pumped that we had done a couple podcasts in a row right we really i've done we really did like 12 new videos on the site done a bunch of podcasts we're doing good with our um with, with the business side of business and we we're not that busy with the installation side and now it's flip-flopped yes Yes, which is good. I mean, it's typical. Every year it surprises us. Yeah. Every year we're sitting around in February and, and January, January, February, wondering, man, what happened? What's going on? And all of a sudden now we're like, should we run ads? Should we buy a bunch of ads? <laughs> should we spend money and get work? It's like, should we, should we, should we, how about, how about Facebook? How about Instagram? What should we I be can't doing? I believe. What should we do different? You know, it's 18 years later, every February. What are we doing wrong? Yeah. And then every year, right about now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I actually got a call the other day and a guy, um, he said, I don't do email. I don't ask for his email so I can email him. I want to, e- I like to email prices before I go. That's the thing that we do is that we always send people a price ahead of time before we go on the quote, right? You do that now too. Yes. And, um, saves a ton of time because people yes. don't know what stuff costs that we do. It's such an odd business. People right. have no idea what it should cost. So this, this guy called and was like, he's, he said, I don't do email. I said, okay, well, can I, can you, can I text you some pictures and some info? Well, I don't do that either. I need you to come out and look at it. Right. So what do you do though? Like my life is booked until the middle of July. I don't have a minute to go look at a job. Yeah. And I guess other companies have salesmen. I don't see us doing that anytime soon. So, hmm. but he was just like, you mean you can't come and look at it for well, six weeks? You can't and the even thing come is, and look I, at I it. I kind of get what he's saying. <laughs> I kind of understand it, yeah. you, know, you know, but it's like, for one thing, too, we know what we we can we know what we do so well. We don't really need to. If you send us a picture of your floor, we kind of get an idea of what we need to do. Yeah, we really don't need. Yeah, don't need to go anymore. I mean, the exception to that is returning customers. Yeah, we always go well commercialized, whatever. But yeah, right, right. I mean, we don't need to look at a garage at a house because we know that it's a garage at a house. It can't, it's always going right. to be basically the same. Right. But yeah, I mean, I get what he's saying. Why can't you come out and look at it? you know you know this way. It's what used to be done. We did it for years. Mm-hmm. Golly, we'd be at, we'd work all day and then come home at eight or nine after running around doing that. Yeah. And then we also have to weigh that now with, um, when we're going on an estimate, if we're booked for eight weeks and we're going to go on an estimate for a homeowner, we already know we're booked for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. There's a small, probably like a small fraction of homeowners that will book us nine or 10 weeks out. Right. Very small. So to make time for that now, knowing we're booked for eight weeks, it's, Probably a waste of time. Because you're not going to get it Because you're not going to get it. Yeah. And it's nothing right. against them. And that's fine. I, I wouldn't want to wait. I wouldn't book anything and wait. To I meet. do the same stuff at my house. <laughs> I deal with this every day. When, I, when I'm ready to do something at my house, I'm like, it's been yeah. sitting there for five years, but yet I want it done. Yeah. Yep. So I had a, um, had a customer this week. I was trying to, you know, we're moving. You can see the shop is, I hope it's a lot more cleared out than it was than last time we filmed here. Same. Um, <laughs> you can see how much stuff we've moved. And um, 
I had a customer that is booked for two weeks from now. And I was like, look, I'm going to have a really hard time getting there in two weeks. I'm going mm-hmm. on vacation right after that job. We're, we're, we have to move now. Like that's happening this Friday. We just bought a few extra days, but it's happening in the next 10 days. And I was just trying to buy some breathing room. And the guy was like, nope, nope, got to come. And um, what do you, I don't know what to say though to stuff like that. What do you do? I guess we need to get better. And maybe other people are better than us with this and just straight up. Nope. Can't do it. I know. Chloe, our, our assistant, was just like, she didn't say this, but she basically was like, what is wrong with you? Why don't you just say no? Yeah. <laughs> it's tough to tell people no when you, when you provide, when you're thankful for the business anyway. Yeah. It's not like you didn't want the work. It's a returning customer, too. I want to help the dude out. I want to go do the work for him. Yeah. But nope. He just can't. Can't wait. You gotta have the garage. <laughs> but um, I get that though. They spend a lot of money. I'm grateful that they'll do it. Just wish there was more of us. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the difference too between a commercial. Commercial truly does have a deadline. Yeah, they do have a deadline with the bank. We're getting their draws with a con- contractually with a. Shoot, man, we've been in jobs where what people have threatened us with. If we don't get this done, it's like seventeen thousand a day. Yeah, yeah. That high school you know? job, we didn't take it because the the contract had some fee in it. Right. Every day that you're late, and who gets to pick when you're late? I mean, they just say you're late, and then you're late. Right. Right. And um, that's the thing. A lot of times too, we were afraid of when you when you deal with contractors that they're in a problem. Like, who's to say that they're not going to try to make up money somewhere? By charging you this daily fee. So that's a total different thing than the, than the guy that's had that garage for 10 years and it's just sitting there. Yeah. Yep. So anyways, we're busy. All that to say that we're busy. And it's been the year of epoxy. Yep, that's right. Not a lot of polishing. Grinding like crazy. Prepping like crazy. Polished concrete just doesn't look as nice as epoxy. You are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the faux shine. <laughs> Pseudo shine. Pseudo shine. Landon was talking to this guy who taught us to polish over the phone 12 years ago. And Landon was like, I forget what he told you to do. What did he tell you to do? Oh, oh my gosh. We were doing a huge job. And we had developed, we found, not we developed, we, we found this guy to develop some new diamonds. And the floor was shining like crazy. Oh, that's right. We used a burnisher. That's we right. We used a burnisher. Not lower. We, we, used, we used the big 800s in the beginning. And, and, yeah. Uh, but we were finishing off with a, with a burnisher. Four, eight, and 1500. Not really a burnisher. This is a massive machine. It was still a buffer. Yeah, but a dual head burn. It was, it was a dual head. Heavy. Big, heavy machine. And it was making the floor just pop like crazy. And it wasn't resin transfer, which you guys want to ask about that? We'll talk about even, that. Yeah, you weren't using resins at all. I mean, no. it was the ceramic things. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I called him as like, uh, the floor is shining really good, but I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to this and what we're using. He's like, well, Landon, there's no false shine. No, no. He said, I'm kind of hesitant. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And you're like, isn't it, isn't it like a faux shine? A fa- isn't it like a false shine? <laughs> now I use that for epoxy. <laughs> and Landon was like, Landon. There's no such thing as a fake shine. It's either shiny or it's not. <laughs> There's a man-made shine. Yeah. Landon was worried that it was like a sealer shine. He wanted to make sure that it was a mm-hmm. polished right. shine. Right. Or resin transfer. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. Um, I don't know where we're going with that. That's a funny story, though. <laughs> <laughs> we got behind on that job up at, up at this college, and we were just in... in um. I can't remember if we talked about this or not, but we got the job right at vacation time. Mm-hmm. 
and you went on vacation a week before me and, and you told me it would just go up there and look like you're doing something. So <laughs> I took the crew up there for a week. This is a week now. And it's probably four guys. Yeah. And we polished one room about the size of what's behind us here. <laughs> and, and, um, <laughs> and then you came back and uh, what did he say to you? He walked in and said something to you. <laughs> this ain't going to work. You're not going to make it. You're never, not going to make it. Never going to make it. Never going to make gonna it. Happen. So you called Scott out in Arizona and said, hey, you got any ideas of how we can speed this process up? And he says, use the burnisher. That's where the burnisher came in. He said, right. put some resins on the burnisher. Use the burnisher. Right. And, it and it's still shiny this day. And uh, yeah, and that was on a Friday. He said, you're never going to make it. He gave you a deadline. He said, you need to have half of this done mm -hmm. by next week. And he just looked right. at you and said, you're never going to make it. Right. So we worked. We worked from that Friday afternoon straight yep. through to Monday. Never went home. Yep. It's true. And he walked in on Monday morning and was just like, no, you made it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know where we're going with that either. So, you know, being the summer of epoxy, we were, we just finished up this crazy train station and we kind of live in these in central Virginia and the mountains and these, a lot of these towns, these old mountain towns that are around and kind of the further you go north towards Washington DC. Right. Yeah. And so we did this train station built in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. Cool job. I mean, we initially went there and there was water running underneath the station. We felt like, <laughs> so we had to do, what do we have to do? Some, we actually, uh, we, we put that video on a, um, our trip to Stanton, the brewery tour thing. Right. And, and we actually, We'll put a link to that on the video up here. But um, we went and showed you that. Like, the river is literally flowing, flowing under the building there. Right, right. And um, what was on that floor? Do you, well, we don't have to go through all that. Well, we it was a whole separate video on that. Yeah. I mean, anyway, so what was on it, we ground all that off, did this, and we had, had to do this special epoxy system. Well, beforehand, we sent them a sample color, right? Which right. we always do. But here we couldn't do it on site. So we did it. Yeah, we did the sample here, and there's no heat here. It was the wintertime we did the sample. So we're there doing the job using the same materials, and we do the floor, and it's different than the sample. Right. It came out darker. Right. It came out a lot darker. It was a whole trial down system. And so initially when they came out and saw the floor, they're like, we love it, but it's a lot darker than the sample. Mm -hmm. And at that point, things could have gone bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, we're very clear with people. I mean... We try to be very clear and, and, you know, let people know that stuff can happen. We, we, all we can do is buy the colors and the material and we put it down. That's all we can do. Like that's the extent. That's our involvement with the color. Beyond that, what happens well said. is completely right. out of our hands. Right. And fortunately, this guy, this architect knew that. Yeah, he knew it. Yeah. He knew it. But <laughs> some people don't know it. No, some people don't. Some people don't have customers that are as good as ours. And um, let's see here. I got this video. The guy's name is Scott Apple from, let me see what the name of his business is. This is classic. Scott Apple from Touch of Color Flooring. Um, he, he said I could share this video. And um, me and Landon, we're going to watch it. And I'll play it, I'll play it on the screen. If you're watching the, this on a, if you're listening to this podcast in the podcast app, I'll put the link to the video. Um, go watch the video podcast. And say thank you because this is, this video for is. For those of you guys that do this stuff. <laughs> Feel this man's pain because it is insane. So his name is Scott Apple with Touch of Color Flooring up in Pennsylvania, up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And um, let me get let me load the video here. Give me a sec. He said, "Please comment and give your thoughts." P.S. For those that don't know, the tape is a customer showing areas that he doesn't like about the floor: dings, scrapes, glue marks, etc. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> have you seen this? Have you seen this? I don't know if I've shown it to you. Yes. Look how many things the tape is. <laughs> He's just starting. Look, look at the bottom of the Well, look, look. First of all, he ran out of one color. It's oh, two did. different colors. It's multiple rolls of tape because it's green and blue. <laughs> for those of you, for the podcast, literally this guy has put down tape marks. Hundreds of tape marks on a brand new floor <laughs> that was just installed. Hundreds. Like went through two rolls of tape. What do you do though? Like if you're that Like can you imagine going into that situation? Like what would you do? Do you think <laughs> <laughs> What would you do? It's like immediately do you walk in there and say, oh, all right, I'm getting sued. You know uh, and what's other funny is the dude's got his socks off. Oh, no, he took his shoes off, keeping <laughs> getting the floor dirty. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway. I feel so bad for that dude. Yeah. Do you want to read some of the comments? Yeah. He got 1,200 comments on this. <laughs> he, oh, he put P.S. I just found out the guy ran out of blue tape and had to start using green tape. Oh, actually, Touch of Color did not. I'm reading the comments now. Scott Apple, he did not. Just clarification. He did not install that floor. He had nothing to do with it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how he, he was involved. So good for him. He's not involved in this. Well, <laughs> it's just, we, like, just like we've been involved. In yeah, the past I, do appre- I do appreciate him, appreciate him giving it, letting us play this video, though. Classic. One of these days... I'm going to get you to call, and I'm not going to tell you anything. But yeah. You're going to come to the site, and it's going to be that everywhere. It's going to it happen. It might happen. Let's not do comments. So what do you do in that situation if that's you? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is it a, it's a redo, right? It's Complete a redo. A redo or a walk away? Redo or walk away. Have, have, I mean, give it to them for free? You can't give it to them for free. Cut them half, yeah. co- half cost. And you guys that do this, you know that. We, this, handle, this stuff happens all the time. So we try to avoid stuff like that. I mean, just like this week. You know, this week I had that epoxy floor that we did where um, we did a moisture barrier, a vapor barrier on, on a garage floor. And one kit, for some reason, looks completely different than the rest. Mm-hmm. And I called the manufacturer and he said, give it a few days and then go over it because it's going to get, it'll probably get hard. It'll probably be fine. Mm-hmm. But probably though, probably is not a good, that's not a good feeling for me to hear the word probably. Yeah, no way. No way. So, and it very well may have gotten hard and, and um, I'm not sure what the, I don't think it was really necessarily the materials. It could have been the mix. It could have been any number of things. But all of that is irrelevant once it's on the floor and it's not setting up, right? You just have to deal with it. It's doing it. So, I mean, I guess in that situation, we just chose to take it up and redo it. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know about a wood floor though. Is there somewhere you see that happening and you have to stop? And I mean, I would think if if that got that beat up, surely they could have noticed it in the in the installation process and said, "Hey, maybe this flooring is not a good product for you." Or better yet, Timmy, <laughs> he needed to notice the customer he was dealing with. Well, yeah, <laughs> and walk away in the beginning. Not <laughs> many people would put down ten thousand pieces. Uh, of right, tape. and you would probably have a signal. We, we talk about this all the time. If, if, there, if there's a guy, especially when we're busy, we can kind of, uh, if there's a guy that kind of throwing up red flags right away. Yeah, stay away. Not miss, maybe he's a great guy, but maybe we don't fit with him. Yeah. Because we're going to pour forth the best effort we can, but sometimes best effort is not what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've, we've been over that on the show before. I mean, you had that polishing thing where that was, you know, we got through that one, but. Yeah. I actually thought it was fine before we even went back to fix anything. You know, we we should have seen that coming, really. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We've had a lot of, uh, as, in, as the poker people would say, we've had a lot of run good lately. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we? Shout out, Nimi. It just seems like we've had a lot of favorable jobs and a lot of run good Shout lately. out, Nimi. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just seems like busy and things are going well, and I, I don't know. I feel like the next disaster is waiting to happen on the horizon. But I think we're pretty good for a while. Yes. So, so oftentimes, though, when we get when we get busy like this, <laughs> crazy things happen. Like, for instance, when we were trying to grind some sealer off of a floor, couldn't grind it off, couldn't grind it off, went aggressive. It just wasn't working. So we went to Walmart because luckily Walmart was open 24 hours a day. We had to make stuff happen sometimes. And we got... 10 20 pound dumbbells 30 the 30s 30s yeah and we got ratchet straps yep and we put all those dumbbells around the machine ratchet strapped them together i wish we had a picture to add weight to it i probably do have a picture to add weight but the funny part is we did that in the middle of the night because it was an all-night job (laughs) it worked (laughs) so we go to walmart in the middle of the night and we check out with all these weights the cart actually was like bent it was like leaning forward because you know it has like that cantilever thing it was like totally bent down because we had and then you had to send them. What was, what was that situation you had? I mean, this, this is just part of, um, yeah, I guess just you have to get things done, right? Right. We did that to get the job done. So we got the weight, put it on the machine. We made that happen. And this stuff happens when you're busy because you are up against your schedule because you know you have stuff booked. And if you don't complete what you have booked in the right amount of time, then mm-hmm. you have 10 people behind them. All of them, not all of them, a, a good portion of them are going to be upset. When you yes. call them and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be late. Plus, because there's January and February's, you got to get it when you can get it. Yep. You can't you say get no it. and you can't leave breathing room because right. it's, you make hay while the sun shines. Country, so, country saying. What did you send Troy to the store for? <laughs> yeah, so we got on a job site and they didn't have any water. And we were doing 3,000 square feet of broom-finished concrete overlays. 3,000 feet. And In the heat. In the heat. In the heat of the day, yep. And... They also, see, this is one of those things where we didn't go look at the job ahead of time. We priced it without seeing it, sight unseen. So we get there, and there's no water, and the neighborhood, it looks as nice as the yards and the sidewalks and the landscaping. You would feel like you're on the Masters golf course. (laughs) Like, no joke. (laughs) So we're there in the heat of the summer, and we need water, and we have to be able to mix concrete and not make a mess. So... I sent um, Troy, this guy that works for me, he's, he's worked for us for 15 years, and I sent him and Gordon, and they're an odd couple, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Troy's like the country-type person, and Gordon's like an older black guy, and, you know, a little of an odd couple. Odd couple, yeah. To be shopping in Walmart together. Yeah. So Troy and Gordon go to Walmart, and I told them to get um, 45 gallons of water, and then I decided that I was going to mix all the material in the bed of my truck. So I said, get 45 gallons of water. And then also buy a kiddie pool so I can sit it in the bed of the truck. So that when, you, when it splashes out of the mix, it'll just land in the kiddie pool and won't get my truck dirty. 45 <laughs> gallons of water and a kiddie pool. So they go, and they're both pushing a cart. You have to picture these two guys, Troy and Gordon, um, both pushing a cart behind each other. <laughs> completely full of water, dragging a pool behind them. And this is when we think, do we look professional? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you think this looks professional? (laughs) Oh, man. Good story. The the, the HOA is driving by. The the, the 
president of the HOA is driving by wondering what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's are. like I had a little Honda generator. That's I, I would like to see what people thought of us because I think some people either thought we were really smart or other people thought we were just the biggest ragtag business they've ever seen because I had a kiddie pool in the truck, had all these gallons of water, and I had a Honda generator sitting on the roof. <laughs> so we were driving down the road and we would mix and we'd drive a little ways and unload and spray it, you know, put it down and trail it and we'd get back in the truck and drive a little ways. I mean, it was like a, it was a half a mile of sidewalks. We did it from the pickup truck. Awesome. Literally working out of the back of a pickup truck. But you have to do it though, because our other option was I could have gone across town and gotten one of those pump things that goes on the fire hydrant and we could have done that. And then I could have, you know, we could have done that and we could have set up mixing stations and put plastic down and, but that we would not have gotten that job done that day. Cause we did all 3000 feet that day. Right. Right. We would not have, that wouldn't have happened. Had we done it any other way? But I think we'd look back and probably wouldn't do that again. Oh, we do that again. <laughs> We definitely do that again. This time with with neon safety shirts on, though. Definitely. I don't know if that was that unsafe. We didn't drive while we were mixing. I mean. <laughs> and also when we're busy, yeah. it's inevitable that we have this repair to do, right? We have warranty. When we're busy, like we have our work that we're scheduled, but we never leave breathing room to deal with warranty work. And that's when it happens. Yeah. So <laughs> we are guilty. We are very guilty of doing something that, I don't know if I would recommend it all the time, but yet, hey, maybe yeah. it's okay. And that is called the drive-by repair. The drive-by repair, yep. It's similar to a, um, <laughs> similar to a drive-by shooting. <laughs> Only it's we drive by and repair concrete and leave. Yes, yes. The reason I say that is why. Well, I mean, what's the secret to it? Well, you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared before you go there. Like, have you ever done one? Uh, multiples. Do you have one you want to tell? Or you, I, mean, I just told the last story. I, well, well, uh, shoot. Again, I'm much more commercial. Yeah. And it's so much easier. Yeah. Because you can kind of gauge the situation, the building, and there's probably like 10 exits in and out of the building. <laughs> you, can, you can see who's around, run in, repair it real quick, hop back in and roll out mm -hmm. without losing much time. That's true. But you're, you're different. That's, that's a different. Yeah. Lots of what you do is different. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so... The key to the drive-by repair is that you have to be prepared in the car before you go there. <laughs> because, all right, when you're busy, when things are busy, if you have to stop and talk about the repair before you do the repair, and then you do the repair, like that, that turns something that doesn't take but a minute into an hour, right? At least. At least. Yes. And, you know, a lot of times we just don't have time. Right. So uh, the one that comes to mind, the funniest one that comes to mind is that, I, I did a, a concrete overlay for a guy and a little piece, you know, that big um, chipped off where the concrete was touching the asphalt and there's a lot of movement there. And, and so I mixed the concrete up. Should we be telling people this? Is this jack leg? Huh? Is this embarrassing? Hey, it's a battle we all go through. Yeah. So I mixed the concrete up in a little styrofoam cup and um, I had Aaron, the guy that was working with me at the time. I had him drive his car that day. <laughs> so I sat in the passenger seat I sat with the material in my lap and we drove by and he pulled up to the curb and I jumped out ran up to the carport touched it up real quick ran back to the car got in the car and we drove away <laughs> so look 
That's not jack lag because it's no different of what you would have done if you would have no. sat up, pulled in. You would have done the same thing. I mean, I was just prepared. That's the only difference that <laughs> I was prepared. <laughs> Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. The guy called me too after we were gone. He was like, he's like, you coming to repair this today or what? Because he knew I was coming and said, man, I've already been there and gone. We did that a long time See, ago. See, it even makes you look good. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't know how I missed you. What, are you, what spot are you talking about? Man, that's been done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Troy, the guy that works for me too, he's notorious for doing this. If I send him out to do samples, we'll do a lot of stained concrete samples. He'll come here to the shop and he'll mix epoxy and he'll be like, he'll look at his watch and say, all right, well, that's, it's 30 minutes away. And the text sheet here says it's 45 minute pot life. So, all right, I'm going to mix it here. <laughs> And he does it, and he carries the hot epoxy in the car. He sands it real quick, stains it real quick, and paints it, and leaves, and he and before anybody even knows what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only way to do it. You have to be efficient. Like you just yeah, right. But he's gonna get it wrong one time. It's gonna be smoking in the van. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> it's gonna hot in a pot. Yeah, epoxy smokes when it gets when it gets hard. We didn't really have much of a topic for this show, but um, I guess the point was is that we're busy and we're trying to get things done as best we can. Mm. We try to do as best of quality as possible. You know, we want it to be as good as it can be. I think these these little stories make us look kind of stupid, though. But you know what? Again, that's our motto. Yeah. Let's lay it out there. Yeah. We hack our way through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's the type of stuff we just wanted to throw it out there because we know we all battle with it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more better stories than that out there. More better? More better. That's all right. But anyway. Well, I mean, the thing, the fact of the matter is, is that is that it's fun for us to talk about this stuff because every time we go on a quote, every time for a homeowner, they say, you are the only people that will call me back. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we are, um, we're on top of our, we try to stay on top of our game on this stuff and we try to do a good job. And I think it's okay to just to be up front and let other people know that. And honestly, wouldn't the customer be just as happy that you went and got a kiddie pool instead of not getting it done that oh, day? Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Or what they, if we didn't go get the weights and didn't knock it out? Right. right. So it's part of the hustle. Yeah. Uh, happy 4th of July. This will be coming out probably a week or two before the 4th, which the 4th of July is the, um, this will be the 19th anniversary of, of us discovering decorative concrete, the industry. Um, I'll put a link to that. Is it, what side of the video is it on? Is it over here? Oh, we asked this. Anyways, we'll put a link to the video kind of that explains how we started our business. Um, and the short version of that is that we just discovered uh, we, we just saw someone doing a decorative concrete driveway while we're on vacation. So it's a cool story, I think, and it's, it's, it's fun. To, every year I go down there, and I'm grateful that that happens. And if you're going into Myrtle Beach and you see a – if you see a campground sign – should we yeah. name the campground? Yeah, that's fine. If, you see a, if you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and you see a huge billboard for Lakewood Camping Resort, the guy holding his kid up is Tim. That'd be me. <laughs> Yep. You know you've made it when you're on a billboard in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> and your family is going down. Yeah. Down this week. We um my family has a text a text chat. My mom renamed it to um it's called the Lakewood Champions. I was gonna show it on camera, but it didn't actually show it. Anyways, my mom renamed our text thread Lakewood Champions because we keep we just all we do is win. Yeah, right. <laughs> Except for horseshoes last year. Yeah. You did get us in Bocce. Yep. All we do is win. We go, we, Glenn and I go to the same campground every year and our families are there and, and they put, Lakewood is awesome. They put on all, all these tournaments and we play all of them. 
And <laughs> the only reason we play them is not because we like the sport that we're playing. It's because we like to win and we like free camping. And they give away free camping. Maybe so. we shouldn't have said that secret. Ah, who's going who's nah, to come matter. But I, I have three nights. Because, you really? Because you guys just couldn't show up for the horseshoe. <laughs> Is that why? Isaiah and I dominated you guys. Did you win? Did you beat them? Yeah. Oh, funny. That's <laughs> awesome. I have a paltry 11 free nights this year. <laughs> I should get more than that, though. I'm on the billboard. I didn't get anything for that. All right. That's good. Anyways. Yep. So. Happy 4th. Happy 4th. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>